take a short break now. Um, so today we started to learn uh, to study the uh, portion of uh, Bamidbar. And it's really fascinating that the Pasik says that the Pasik says can I ask maybe the women who are going out to use the back door so they don't have to come through here. So uh, it's fascinating. The Pasik said that Hashem instructed Moshe Rabbeinu uh, on the first day of the second month, which is the first day of the month of Eir. That what? That they should go ahead and count the Jewish people. Now, the, the, the fascinating thing about here is how quickly from Hashem's command till they actually fulfilled the command that, you know, there was no preparation, there was no warning, there was no planning, there was no, uh, uh, I guess, uh, whole uh, meeting of how this is going to work and how to do this and what's going to happen. It says in the posting in the beginning of the parsha, it was on the first day of the second month, Hashem speaks to Moshe in Midbar Sinai that they should go and count the Bnei Yisrael. How many people do you think they counted at the time, as we read in the Pesach? 600,000 people. Now, so you're thinking, the Pesach says, when did they start counting? They started counting on that same day. It actually, it seems clearly from the Pesach that they were all counted. It's not that they started to count on that day and the process took a day, a week, or a, it's right then because... It says the whole community gathered on the first day. Why are they all gathering on the first day? That means we're going to keep them standing over there gathering because they're going to count them in the next two weeks or something. So it looks like clearly in the Pasuk they were all counted. And Rashi brings down to explains the Pasuk. How did they count them? It's not just like that. Everybody had to bring documentation to see to which tribe they belong. Either they had to have uh, papers or they had to bring witnesses. Can you imagine? That's for 600,000 people. They gathered them all together, and they did it all in that one day. Now, even though the Pasuk doesn't say so clearly, but again, I have to look older before, but I saw in the Balaturim, it seems quite clearly that Hashem has already told in the Parshish Kisisa that you can't just count the people like that. That would bring a plague. So there had to be a Machzis shekel. Now, we know that we did with the other Machzis shekel, but over here, apparently, from what I understand, from the Balaturim, briefly take a look, is that they had special korbonis, that they brought korbonis, whatever it is, they had extra, what were they going to do with all the extra machzah shekel all of a sudden? Hashem says to count, everybody gives a machzah shekel, so now you have another 600,000 machzah shekel, what are you going to do with all that uh, money? So they brought more korbonis, you know, very different korbonis, so it looks like from the Balaturim over here. But this is all fascinating to see how all this took place, like in just such a short period of time, the Abish, they gave a command, they went and they immediately, without any delay, didn't take immediately to, to, to do it. I noticed a lot of times by the Rebbe, when the Rebbe would come out to Miftsoim to do uh, activity, whether it's before Pesach or before Shavuos, he would come out like two, three days before and he says, you should turn over. And then somebody says, I was thinking to myself, why wait till two days before... Why not, like, uh, two months ahead to plan it with the whole thing? But a person who's always, every single day, is full with the Ratzin of Hashem and the activities of that day, you don't plan for it three days later because there's so much to do on every single day. There's not, like, 
we're going to see it, and then for two weeks we're going to sit around and wait to plan, and then we're not going to, well, you can't plan now what's going to happen in two weeks. Of course, the Rebbe always demanded should be with a Seder, should be, but the Rebbe was always intense. It was never like in a relaxed, organized way. Let's wait, we'll make the committees, and we'll sit, and we'll work for six weeks, and we'll make one meeting to plan another meeting, and then we'll figure out. Just the was to do that and do it. And the other very important and fascinating fact of this parsha is that actually the Chumash starts out of order because the actual parsha that we're going to learn later on, what happened on the first day of Pesach, Hashem tells them to make the Korban Pesach. And the Korban Pesach, and that took place, as the Pesach is going to say later on, in Baal that was Ba'echod, Ba'chodesh Harishon. It was on the first day of the first month. That was on the first day of Nisan. I think the first day, but it was the month of Nisan. So how come we start with what happened on the first day of Iyar versus what happened on the first day of Nisan? What happened? How come it's out of order? Rashi explains over there because Hashem wanted to cover for the shame of the Jewish people that during the whole time that they were in the desert, they only brought one Korban Pesach. They didn't bring the Korban Pesach all the other times. So the Torah makes it everything out of order to try to cover up and not to reveal the shame of the Jewish people. And they didn't bring the cover was also a reason because they weren't circumcised. And the reason they weren't circumcised is because it wasn't healthy, it was a problem. And, you know, so it wasn't like it was just a guilty fault of theirs. So here you see the Abish that puts holy things out of order to cover the honor of the Jewish people, so we see how important it is to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So how much more for us, that we have to protect the covet of every Yid, not to speak bad about a Yid, not to find guilt or fault of a Yid, but to find something nice and something good, and learn not to be any less than HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, in which we find only good. And when we find good in other Yid, then Hashem will uh, find good about us too, because Hashem loves those who love the one He loves. If Hashem loves every Jew, then if you love another Jew, then Hashem loves you as well.